Well, hello there, babes, and welcome back to another episode of Your Place or Mine, the podcast about comedy, climaxes, and conversations with friends. Join me in the babe cave right here in Toronto. I'm your host, Jesse Olson. Okay, babes. Got another hot hot guest joining me here in the babe cave i'm very excited to have this guest on i can't wait joining me here in the babe cave for the first time hilarious funny beautiful comedian angie st mar what's up what's up <laughs> how are you i'm so good i'm i'm so happy to be here with you fuck yeah i'm so excited that you're here first time joining me in the babe cave amazing angie and i are new friends became fast friends Angie recently moved here from Winnipeg with Dana Smith and Tim Gray, Mm -hmm. who, if you've been listening, babes, uh, Dana was recently on the podcast a handful of episodes ago. Uh, And you all live together, which I find super adorable. That's what we call where we live. (laughs) Hot beef house. We all live together, and it is wonderful. So cute. I love it. So Angie uh, is also good friends with Melanie Darling, Mm -hmm. who is also a friend of the pod, and so I was told from Melanie immediately that I needed to meet you and that we would be friends, and she was obviously completely right. Oh my gosh. So why don't we start, tell the babes a little bit about you. So how long have you been doing comedy? Uh, why the move to Toronto? Like, yes. Tell us a bit about that. Okay. Um, so I have, I recently moved here. I'm new in town. I moved here in October. And I have been doing comedy for, I think about... I've been saying seven or eight years, and then I listened to Sasha's episode, and he said like seven or eight years, and I was like, I saw him start. I don't want to know. <laughs> I'm not going to do the math, but a while. Um, yeah, time doesn't make sense. Time doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. And uh, I moved here pretty wildly. I had a whole life, a really set life in Winnipeg. I had a a career, I had a partner, I had, I was living in a house, um, and I had, and we had a dog who I was like just obsessed with, and we made it through the pandemic, and then, um, my dog passed away really suddenly, and it was, it was so sad, um, and I think that kind of shook me up, and experiencing that kind of shook me up, and, um, I felt really like, uh, you know, you can't control what's going to happen in life. You can't necessarily make plans. Yeah. And I thought, okay, well, I've, this is something I've been toying with doing since Melanie moved here, you know, whatever, five or six years ago. Mm-hmm. So I just decided to do it. Um, a funny thing was that I, so I see a therapist, but I hadn't really seen her at all through the pandemic. And pre-pandemic, I was really thinking of moving to Vancouver. I rented a place in Vancouver for a month. I was really serious about it. And then while I was in Vancouver, the pandemic hit. And when I came home, I didn't do a single show in Winnipeg for months because they were all shut down. Right. And I was getting ready to see my therapist again post-pandemic. And I remembered the last conversation I had with her was about how I was so ready to move. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh my God, it's so embarrassing that I haven't moved yet. (laughs) And I haven't gone on this. I'm a woman of my word. And with the, our impending session, I was like, I got to be true to myself. I got to have some things to show. So I was like, okay. I did some, I made some big moves, you know. I decided to move to Toronto. I told my friends. I, uh, I ended things with my partner. I, you know, got ready to move. I quit my job. And I was like, okay, lady, guess what? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then I had, finally, I had some stuff to show my therapist. Yes. <laughs> and really needed to talk to her. <laughs> I love the idea of, like, having, like, life homework. Yeah, it was, stuff. like, life homework. And I was like, you're going to be so proud of me. Yeah. And she was like, okay. <laughs> um, so I made some big moves. And luckily, Tim and Dana also decided to move here because they were thinking about some other places, mm-hmm. and it worked out. 
And we all moved in together. Love it. That's our life now. Love yeah. it. And yeah. it's an adorable life. <laughs> it's a good life. I'm, yeah. Yeah. I am jealous all the time of the like cuddle puddle pics you post on you the You can gram. just come on over. <laughs> we would to. love you to Next come Next time on. I see it, I'll just be yeah. like, I'm going to be in an Uber in five Please. minutes. Please. <laughs> We've got too many snacks always. <laughs> always. It's a, it's a great little family. It's good to live with my little family. Yeah. And the dog. The dog, Peggy. I, you know, because I miss my dog so much. Yeah. And they got Peggy around the same time as I got my dog, Bart. Mm. So I love her. I come home every day and the first person I look for is Peggy, our dog. It's mm-hmm. like I get in the house and I'm like, where's Peggy? Yeah. <laughs> and Tim and Dana are so chill with me coming right into their room. And, you know, they walk, they come home and I'm like cuddling with the dog in their bed. They're so <laughs> good to me and welcoming. And they like love how much Peggy and I love each other. And yeah. it's a great. It's great. That's so cute. Yeah. I think when I, because I met the, th- who did I meet first? I think I you I met you all because you were all at comedy for girls. Co- uh, no, I think it was Open Michelle. Okay. Um, because it was at Tall Boys, and I remember you all went up in a row, and I was like, these funny Winnipeg comics, <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, they're all cute, they're all very funny. This little clown car of Winnipeg. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And I remember I like wrote down all your names that night. I, I like sent myself a text so I remember so I could like find you online. Yeah. Because I was like, I feel like these are gonna be good people. Oh. And I, I, I was like really excited because you you did what show did you do? Double date. Mm, that was fun. Uh, which was great. I was like, as soon as I saw the three of you at Open Michelle, I was like, okay, I'll like I'll get them on my show. This is gonna be great. And you were so funny that night. And I really just felt like you were really easy to talk to right away. Mm-hmm. And then. I kind of chatted with Tim and Dana a bit because we just started seeing each other all the time because they're always at Comedy Bar, which is great. Like, same circles, which is so cool. And I think that I got to know Dana because she came on the podcast, and it was very impromptu. Mm -hmm. I, like, had someone drop out of recording, and I was like, who can come over in an hour? So that was amazing. And then I think it was a couple of days later, I ended up seeing Tim at Tallboys sitting at the bar, and we just chatted for a while. And so I was like, cool. And so I... uh, their house had a party recently yeah. that I felt very honored to be invited to Hot for Tim's Beach birthday. House party. Yeah, and that it was, was fun. so fun. And yeah, you're right. Snack game, incredible. Like, <laughs> yeah, we just take ridiculous. it seriously. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I feel special that I've been like included in your little friend group, which is really nice because I think you're all wonderful people and I'm really glad we're friends. We all like you very much and had the same experiences where we got home and we were I like, Jesse Olson, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I love it. Uh, so why... Like if if the plan was originally Vancouver yeah. and then the shift to Toronto, what was the thought process behind that? So, a big part of why I moved to Toronto as well is that, um, so after the pandemic, we decided to do a comedian cabin retreat with mm. a bunch of our friends from Vancouver and Toronto who we hadn't seen in a really long time. And we all went out to uh, Tim's family's cabin and we stayed for a couple nights and we just had a wonderful, wonderful time. And then one night, uh, Dana was like, let's go around the circle and tell each other what we love about each other. Oh my God, I love how awesome that is. That's the fucking best. It was so wonderful. And we all, it was like a room of, you know, I'm in a room with like, Tenish of the people that I think are the most brilliant, creative, lovable, the people that mean the, you know, some of the most to me in the world. Yeah. And we went around the circle and I was just hearing from a lot of them, like a few of them were just like, you have to move to Toronto. Mm -hmm. We know that you're just gonna kill it out there and we just think like you gotta go to the next big thing, like you're ready for it you're gonna you're gonna love it we just see you in Toronto and so I don't know when you get to have this opportunity where you know 10 of the people that you like look up to the most and also you can trust like they love me the most yeah we're all saying we want to see you there yeah and I really took it to heart I really did I was like I have a thing where I'm really hard on myself I'm working on being you know I'm a a little overly hard on myself so I think I could have probably told myself forever that you know you're not ready or you can't do it or it's too hard. And then I really took it and I was like, okay, if all these people who love you want this for you and you know you kind of deep down want to do it too, what are you doing? Yeah. Go. Yeah. So I really attribute my friends with giving me the confidence to do it. I love that. Me too. I'm lucky. Yeah. Yeah, it's got to be a scary move. Like, (laughs) 
Like, I moved from Guelph to Toronto, and that was nerve-wracking for me. Like, yeah. Winnipeg to Toronto is a totally different game. Oh, my God. And and it's funny, because so many people have done this. Some people do this at, like, 20 years old. Or, yeah. And I really respect them, because you don't know until you do it. And it was something else. It was yeah. hard. I regretted it for periods. You know, I was like, what am I? Why didn't I just visit? Why did I? Yeah. Why did I come here with three boxes? Yeah. Why did I give up everything? To be in a town and then you go to comedy and when you first get here, nobody knows who you are. So you're, it was so, such, such a weird feeling to be at comedy laughing and looking around to make eye contact with people like, isn't this fun? Mm-hmm. And no one's making eye contact with you because mm-hmm. nobody knows who you are. Yeah. And nobody cares because they're all with their best friends at comedy. And yeah. I, I get it. And at first it was just so hard and I felt yeah. like I was, I waited to move too late and all this. But then I just kept at it. I kept yep. going out all the time. And it's only been a few months and already I'm like, people here have been so nice to me. I made, I'm making friends. I'm having fun. I'm, yeah, I'm seeing so much comedy that I, I love. People are nice, being nice to me about my comedy. Yeah. So it, it, yeah. you just have to push through it. Totally. I think like anything, like when you go through a big change, like there's always going to be a period where you're like, what the fuck have I done? Yes. Wow. What a mistake. Yeah. What am I, I'm in my thirties. I'm sleeping on a mattress on yeah. the floor. You can spiral. Yeah. And I'm paying more for my rent here than I yeah. would have for an entire yeah. big place back <laughs> yeah. home and I'm looking for a job and yeah, it's just, but, um, but then you do it and you're yeah. like, I can do anything. Yeah. Like I'm unstoppable. Yeah. I felt so strong and I felt like everything I got here, I was just going out grinding and grinding and, you know, doing a bunch of, doing every mic, doing every show. Yeah. And then people would book me because they, after they saw me and it was a good feeling to be like, they're booking me because they thought I was funny. And, you know, and I also came here committed to working on new stuff, Mm. not to, you know, pulling out the old gold for everybody. Yeah. Because I really wanted to work on new stuff, especially post-pandemic. I think a lot of comedians can relate. Totally. You don't want to dust off your, you know, three-year-old material that's like, I'm not that person anymore. Yeah, yeah. And it made it harder because then I'm going up in mics real shaky and being like, these people are like laughing, being like, how many years have you been doing this? But it's like, yeah. no, I wrote this on the way here and yeah. that's okay. And it paid off too because I have some bits that I really love that are new and me and... You know, it's just like a really good lesson in like uh, short-term pain, long-term gain. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, totally. And I think especially being new to the scene, like going to – like I've definitely felt times where if I go to an open mic and I don't know a lot of people there for whatever reason, if it's like a weird night where I just like don't know a lot of people, then there are times when I want to do more tried and true stuff. Because it's like if this is the first time you're seeing me, I don't necessarily want to like bomb on material I just wrote – where when I go to a mic where I know everyone, then I can literally do the newest stuff. And even if it bombs, it's totally fine. Like, I feel really safe and comfy. And it took me a little bit of time to move past that, where it's like, the point of this open mic is for me to workshop material. Whether that's, like, doing older stuff that I'm, like, changing or tightening or doing in a different way, or doing brand new material. And if these people don't laugh and I bomb, there are no real-world consequences (laughs) of that happening. Yeah. I'll know what I need to know about the yeah. material. Yeah. It's what it's for so I can be ready for my next show and know whether I should try it or not yeah. or get some feedback. Yeah, I I agree. And yeah, sometimes it's intimidating, but it's like I'm feeling very much that this year is like, oh, that's scary. Who cares? Yeah. I'll do it anyways. Fuck yeah. yeah. I'm totally here for that. So you're also single. Single. Single and mangling. <laughs> uh, so, okay, so... The partner you ended things with in Winnipeg, was that like a long-term relationship? It was pretty long. I'm okay. say, I think it was about five or six years. Okay. Yeah. So then you moved to the city. Mm. What What was the transition into single life, dating life here when you got here? I got to say, for all my friends back in Winnipeg, dating in a big city, okay, just coming to a big city for me is like very cool it feels like i'm in all the tv shows i grew up watching where you'd watch these shows like sex and city or even seinfeld and be like how are these people finding a new person to date every day (laughs) that's not possible yeah where i'm from and here it is and it's so cool i feel like i'm in the mindy project oh my god yes i'm having like one of my first experiences like 
when I got here is I was walking down the street. I was like feeling myself. I was walking from Tall Boys to Comedy Bar, mm-hmm. do a show. I saw this. Oh, so this man was like screaming across the street. This is not the of man. Course, that yeah. I went out to. I and like, you were like, "You're the one hmm, for me." I like his confidence. <laughs> I like the way he owns his space. Oh, he got my attention. The man about town. <laughs> but when this man was screaming, for whatever his reasons were, it caused me to look across the street. And when I did, there was a guy who also turned to look, and he was like this very tall, handsome man. And I was like, "Wow, that man was handsome," you know put my head on straight, just kept walking. But then I was like, I'm going to look back because like he was so handsome. Mm-hmm. I'm going to look back. I look back again and he was looking back at me and I was like, okay, that's cute. Um, yeah. Feeling really good about myself. Like take a couple more steps. I was like, I'm just going to look one more time because like he, surely he won't be looking at me. Yeah. Like, I look back. He's looking at me. And then from across the street, he goes, fuck it. I'm coming across the street. <laughs> and he crossed the street oh my God. to talk to me. And he was like, and we just, like, struck up a conversation. He's like, where are you I going? I am so obsessed with this. It was so... I was like, I'm going to comedy bar. He's like, I'll walk you there. And I was like, wow, what a tall, handsome, nicely dressed man <laughs> talking to me normally. And we just had a fun little conversation. Like, I could tell he was like me. He was, like, spontaneous and yeah. social and, like, down to talk to anyone. And we had a really good chat. He walked me to comedy bar. And he was like, okay, can I get your, like, Instagram or your number or whatever? Mm-hmm. And um, call me. And I was like... Okay, cool. Yeah. I did. I walked into a comedy bar and was like, you would not believe how I just met someone. Like, this is straight out of the TV I watched growing up where yeah. it's like you, I just literally met someone walking down the street. Yeah. And I told all my friends and they were like, unreal, unreal big city experience. Of course. In Winnipeg, if a guy crosses the street towards you, you run. Yeah, you're going to get murdered. You got to get out yeah. of there. You pull all your purse weapons. Yeah. And you're ready to fight. <laughs> you know, like it would have been the screaming guy that crossed yeah. to me yeah. is what would have happened. Yeah. So not to crap on Winnipeg because I do love it. I hope everybody yeah. back home would just laugh at this. But but this this tall, handsome ass man, it was fun. And it was a nice start of my journey. Okay, wait. So what happened with the guy? We chatted. We called each other. I think I invited him to a show. Him to a show. Um, he was cool. I liked his energy. But we didn't have the quite the chemistry mm. that I would want for you like can't, a... You can't. Yeah. It can't. Like... Yeah. It's, it's super great. It was dick right. for a reason. Yeah. Like he was there to show you what the big city life is truly Could capable be like, of. I was flattered yeah, too. Yeah, of course. Like, what a boost. Moving to the city... Yeah, it's been cool because I lived in a place where I knew everybody super well for a long time and I was like in a relationship for a long time. Yeah. But I moved here and I feel like it took a little while, but like lately everybody, all my friends and people, you know, whatever, it's your friends and stuff, but people have just been like, by the way, we think you're hot. And I've been like, yeah, I love that. (laughs) Not just bragging on this podcast, but like, uh, no, don't worry. Like People will see what you look like when you're on the government, and you're obviously so show. <laughs> I have been loving feeling hot. Yeah. Can I just tell everybody, like, you yeah. gotta get, you gotta get feeling hot. It yeah. feels amazing. Yep. Feels fun. Um, feels great. Yeah. Hot babe energy. It changes just, like, your outlook on so many different things yeah. when you, like, own it. Yeah. Fuck yeah. And then yeah. people cross the street and hit on you. I yeah. love that energy so much. Moving it's, has been, yeah. So thinking about, like, when I first moved to the city... Um, and like went on Tinder for the first time when I was still with my husband because we were open. Okay. Um, but I had like two weeks where he was still living in Guelph and I was living in Toronto because we had like a two week crossover with our two places and he was like finishing his job there and I was like, I'm going to go get settled in the city. I'll start unpacking and all this kind of stuff. And oh my God, those two weeks and Tinder. I think I had sex with like a dozen people and it was like, I was like a kid in a candy store. Like when just realizing it's like you can... You can go out with someone different every day if you wanted to. And it was so wild to me that it was like the land of opportunity. Yeah. Of like what is going on here? Yeah. It's totally new for me too. And I'm just realizing it. And I'm at a great age for dating too yeah. because I'm in my 30s. And I, even though I look like I'm in my 20s, yeah. <laughs> it's the perfect blend yeah. um, to trick everyone. Yeah. <laughs> And, uh, you know, yeah, I'm in a place where I feel I know what I love to do. I have a million really good friends. I like myself. I like my body. It's great to be doing this. Fuck yeah. Yeah, and I love it. Yeah, I love this. So, okay, so you're on the apps. 
I'm on the apps. Okay, I'm on I'm, one app. You're on just one? Just one app. Which one? Hinge. Hinge. Okay, yeah, right. Find me on right. Hinge. Because I, I saw the screenshot earlier of someone you're talking to. Yeah. yeah. I have a really, I have, follow me on Hinge. I have a very stupid profile. Is it, so it's the same as what you posted before? Yeah, yeah. Okay. It's all about how um, you have to fight my dad in order to go out with me and please my dad accidentally kills everybody I love. Accidentally or on purpose. The jury's still out. And there's like a voice memo of me as an impression of my dad. And I put it out there because, oh man, like be, being able to laugh with each other is like, yeah. I can't, uh, I can't go without it. Yeah. It's so important to me. So I was like, this is just a great way to be like, if somebody just likes a photo of mine, I just swipe left. Yeah. But if they respond to my voice memo and they kind of like improvise with me or they just have a joke or they're just yeah. funny and they can get past the novelty of me being funny yeah. because that's a big thing is just like yeah. if you're funny and someone's not they'll just be like whoa you're what you're saying right now is crazy yeah. and you're like okay i don't have time for this yeah so it just lets me know right away if someone's on the level yeah they like that i'm funny if they can be funny and that's been good and so for the vast majority of people it doesn't work i yeah. haven't met a ton of people right away not a lot of connections but it helps me quickly filter people totally yeah well and that's what it is like Half of the online dating game is just sifting. Sifting. It's just like there's yeah. so many people that you have to work your way through and it, it, it never gets easier. Like there's always thousands and thousands more of them mm-hmm. in mm-hmm. there. And so trying to find ways to like get through the noise of all the profiles I think is really good. And yeah, I think there's certain things that you can do that just help to like skim out some people that you know aren't going to be a fit and mm-hmm. just like allow yourself to figure out who you should be prioritizing and who you shouldn't be mm-hmm. um so and you've also met some people in real life i have have you had more success with one than the other um like app wise or like app wise or irl so oh right okay i yes um i have been on a little handful of dates since i've been here and Oh, I think I think I thought I wouldn't be able to meet someone on an app. I thought like there's just too many ingredients that you need yeah. that you get out of meeting people in real life that's yeah. that you know an app can't really compare to. But then I am just literally always at comedy. Yeah. And I'm just always at it. Like I you know, I'll easily be at comedy like five or six times a week. Yep. Yeah. And that means I'm only going to meet people at comedy. And that almost means I'm only going to meet comedians. Yes. And so if you're trying not to meet comedians, um, you need to go elsewhere. Yeah. And I'm hoping to find some good places to go see bands. Like, if you're into the show and you're into music or you're in a local band, I really want you to tell me about yourself. Yeah. Yeah. For anyone listening. Yeah. Yeah. For anyone listening. Listen, I love a lot of kinds of music. I love bands more than, not to be rude, sing I get I get flack for this just one person singing with a guitar yeah it's not my thing yeah I want some electric yeah instruments yeah I love it <laughs> I want some keyboards I want honestly if you're in a ska band here I want to know about it hey, I played you a ska recently <laughs> posted about ska and I was like what is going on right oh now? my god so I'm having I I played in a ska band for so long until till I found comedy I was just a different kind of yeah you know, freak. I had Did you? It, yeah, it was mostly like local. Yes, Guelph that's all ska. it is because that's where because yeah. ska will never be beyond local because of course, no, there's not it's enough. Bad. Of them. It's not popular. <laughs> yeah. It will never be popular. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Um, aside yeah. from the America's Funniest Home Videos yeah. opening song, <laughs> and like a little bit of No Doubt. Yeah. Uh, it's not going to be bigger than that. So yeah, yeah, it's local. Yeah, like. Planet Smashers. Oh, yeah. Oh, I saw the Planet Smashers live a couple of times. Oh, my gosh. Uh, oh, yeah. It's been a minute since I was... Even um, Ill Scarlet used to oh, be really ska. Yeah. Before they got... Now they're kind of like punk. They've changed things up a little bit. Yeah. I remember seeing Ill Scarlet at the Polish Canadian Hall in Guelph, <laughs> like 20 years ago or yeah, something Yeah, I think ridiculous. we had similar, we had similar yeah. lives because... <laughs> Uh, I, yeah, I used to go, I mean, even when I was, like, underage, I used to go to community clubs to go see, like, punk and ska bands. Yeah. And I was so obsessed with it. I was so obsessed with all the local scenes. I played in bands. It was my whole, it was basically what I had before comedy. I was yeah. just, like, music all the time. Yeah. And then it was, like, ha, 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 ska, isn't that so stupid that, yeah. I, that I loved ska? Isn't that so <laughs> dumb? And then I, like, 
put on some ska this summer just to be like, what's what's happening with it? Yeah. And I loved it. And at Tim, my roommate, was like, what, send me some of those playlists. Yeah. And then <laughs> I'm also a big fan of uh, the podcast Evil Men. Yep. And they talk about, they were talking, Chris was talking about ska, I think. And I was like, what if, what if I just like listen to those bands yeah. again for, as a, just as a joke? And now I'm just fully. You're in a ska Like, face. you know what? I love it again. Yeah, that's I amazing. love it again. Um, I love some dance hall. I love some dub. I love some rock steady. Yeah, I want to hear your band. So, I'm sorry for this. Like, I just yeah, like, it's a did, commercial. You will yeah. to be like, please <laughs> no, tell me fine. about your band. I also love. Uh, I just and I need to anyway. Sorry, no, I should. No. I'm gonna stop doing no, this. No, you're but okay. Like, you're good. I re- when I first moved here, Sloan was playing a show in Winnipeg. Sloan mm. has to book a second show and it sells out right away. They're one of my favorite bands. Okay, so you should talk to my best friend Allie about this. Allie <laughs> loves Sloan. We actually saw the singer of Sloan at a breakfast place in Guelph last summer. I'm dying. <laughs> yeah. I I want Allie and I have to go see them. Yes, because, because I moved here and I got so sad because. I like would have gone with my brother to see them, but then it was like here, not sold out at all. Oh my god, Allie would totally go. With okay, you. She's, you probably have other bands in common too, okay. and she's always like looking for people to go. I really yes. think like music is something I want to do more of this year. Um, and yeah, I'm like I'm talking about Melanie too much in this podcast. No. she also got shoutouts in the last episode. I love um, that. Yeah. Melanie is a big part of my life as yeah, well. Yeah, because we went and saw the Darcys together. Who okay. are I like absolutely love the Darcys. There, I've been a fan of them for like a decade. And so we had such a good time at that show. And then we went to a show at Sneaky D's a couple of weeks ago. Oh, they have and bands at... Okay, yeah. cool. So one of my things for this year is seeing more live music. Because I feel like we have a lot in common from like our upbringing too. Mm-hmm. I was like super into the music scene in Guelph before I got into seeing comedy. For me, I'm not musical at all. I don't play any instruments. But like similar to before I got into comedy, I was a big local comedy audience member. Like mm-hmm. a true local comedy fan where I would, like, have comics that I liked that I would go see all the time. And it was the same in Guelph. Like, I went to, like, I was going to, like, two or three shows a week. Nice. Partially because my ex-husband was in a band, and so we were really, like, involved in the music scene. But I saw so much music, and then I moved to Toronto, and I just stopped. And I think part of it was, in Guelph, I, like, knew all the bands that were coming through. And it was, like, there I knew the promoters, and I knew the bars. And I came here, and there was just so much. Mm-hmm. And it was a whole bunch of bands that I didn't really know because yeah. I was seeing these smaller touring bands. And when I was living in the Junction, so there used to be a bar called Junction City Music Hall mm-hmm. that would have bands come through that I went to all the time. It was, like, my local. Mm-hmm. But I don't really have one of those now. Mm-hmm. So it's, like, I want to see more shows at Sneaks. Also, like, Dakota Tavern is really awesome and has music all the time. Cameron House has music all the time. So, we'll see music Okay, yeah, great. These yeah. are all, I have no idea where to go, so... I stopped in at the Painted Lady to see my friend's band. That mm-hmm. was really fun. Cool. Painted Lady's great. It was lovely. Yeah. Um, and I went to Lalo the other night, and they were saying they have um, oh, cool. music. And I want to go back. I love Fuck it yeah. there. So, yeah, definitely. Let's it. go see bands together. Okay, perfect. Okay, amazing. That sounds great. Um, so, we, we obviously talked about comedy and, like, yes. meeting comedians. That's, like, an easy place to meet. And as I've talked about many times on the podcast... Um, yeah, when you're trying to meet people, IRL, but yeah. you don't want to hook up with comedians, then right. it can be a challenge. When yes, you, you have 30 comedians with... you want to hook up yes, with. Yes, 100%. Like, today. And, and I do, and after the podcast, I do want the full list. Yes, uh, definitely. I have it. It's, like, framed. Okay. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, do you have rules around, or and, like, was that different in Winnipeg right, than right. it is here? Talk about that. Well, in Winnipeg, I was in a relationship for basically my right. entire comedy journey, so I didn't... Were they in comedy or Yes, no? yes, they okay. were. So, um, he was. So, we, you know, I didn't have the issue. It was just off the table, which was really nice because, you know, I came to comedy and, you know, like, I wanted to be taken seriously, I wanted to be respected, and... and Sometimes you feel like you have to fight for that a little bit harder when you're also single and um, maybe seen as someone that, like, is a good, like, flirty option or whatever. You know, it's just a thing. When you go into a space that's mostly men and you're a woman and you're, you know, whatever. So it was actually good for me. I went in really focused. He was a good partner, you know, and um, he actually was really good friends. Like, Melanie and Kyle... Melanie Dowling, we talked yeah. about Kyle Bergstresser, good friends of mine, comedians that moved from Winnipeg. We were all friends in the group. It was a really nice experience, like all of that. But yeah, no, it was never something I even had to think about. So I don't have rules because I'm really new to it. Yes. Um, 
but uh, I probably will learn to make some. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I definitely know, like, I don't obviously want a situation where I'm like, you know, walk into a room. No one wants to get to a party where they're like, oh no, I've fucked up with like four or five other people totally. here and it's awkward. Or, yeah. Nobody wants that. Um, yeah. And same thing is like, I, I'm new in town. I want to make friendships with comedians I want to make good comedian buddies yeah so that's like the priority a little bit more yeah I totally understand that and yeah I think it is tough when that's like the majority of people are spending time with and then it is like setting those boundaries it's like oh yeah like let's get to know each other yeah yeah, but like as buddies oh and it is also the thing I find most attractive in the world of course because it's the biggest chunk of my personality and I love you know I when it comes to finding a partner I want someone who lights me up I want someone who makes me pee my pants from laughing. I pee my own pants yeah. from making myself laugh. There just needs to be <laughs> on the regular. Pee in there just needs to be piss in my pants. <laughs> um, you know, I like it's I want to be like just making each other laugh before bed every single night. Yeah. I want to be I want someone who really like flirts with me in that way that's funny. That's all like I need it. That's like the most yeah. attractive thing to me. Yeah. So like I am very attracted to comedians. Totally. I love being around them and stuff, but I can also be like that attracted to them and be like, but we're good as friends. So. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's smart. What about audience members? I, I think I not, I'm not into that. Yeah. There's something that just creeps me out about it. That sounds like, you know, I'm not saying, you know, it's just, I, I've never done that. Yeah. And have you ever had like an opportunity like where yes. you were like flirting with an audience member? Well, or I've had with you? people come up after and be like yeah. clearly like horny yeah. for which is like honestly I'm flattered because it's yeah. like please be horny for me. All yeah, the time. yeah, yeah, be horny for me. Um, yeah. Feels great, like I was, you know. Um, but uh, I feel a little weird because they have just learned so much about me and I don't know anything about them. Totally, and I'm sure that makes it weird for them too, where yeah. it's like, y- you know. You obviously are going to this being like, I know something. Anyways. Yeah. Yeah. Something, it makes me feel awkward and weird. There's an interesting power dynamic, I think for sure. And I was just talking about this yesterday, um, about how if I'm seeing someone new, um, I prefer they not listen to the podcast right away. Absolutely. Um, and I went out, and I've talked about this in the pod before, but I went out with this guy a few years ago, uh, who listened to like a dozen episodes of my podcast before our first date. So we got to the date and he knew, and he listened to like the first dozen episodes where I like shared my whole life story. So he knew everything about me and I knew nothing about him. And it was fucking weird. Like getting to know each other and him like finishing my sentences because he, oh my God, it was so awkward. It's not, it's, I don't like that. Yeah. I don't like that. Uh, That would freak me out. Yeah, I, I mean, so I'm really new to even dating since I've been a comedian. Yeah. But I know definitely I don't want people to come to my shows. So that's, that's another, the next question I was going to ask. Because I, and I've talked about this before, I l- love having people yes. come to my shows. And part of it is, like, obviously, like, who I am on the podcast, who I am on stage, who I am off stage are all the same person. So it almost just, like... It's like, I'm obviously this person when I'm at my most comfortable, so I'd rather you just see that this is who I am, Mm -hmm. and if you're weird about it, let's just, like, get that out of the way right Mm -hmm. now. So it's almost like another, like, uh, like, sifting thing. Mm -hmm. It's like, if you come to this and you're weird about it, then, like, we know it's not going to work out. That's true. Which I think is good. And then the other side of it is, because I'm busy, and some people are flaky, if I, like, book a first date where I'm like, just come to one of my shows and then we'll have a drink after... If they don't show up, it's fine because I already have a show anyways. If they show up and they have a good time and then whatever, then maybe we'll go on another date after. Mm-hmm. Cool. If they come and then, like, it's never it's never happened that they come and they don't have a good time because mm-hmm. shows, shows are great. Are like, good come time. Um, but I think, like, I'm totally down for that. But I know there's so many people who are super weird about that. But I do think, like, there's someone new who I'm hanging out with that's super new who hasn't seen me do comedy yet. And I just talked about this in the episode last week. I'm like a little bit in my head about my comedy and dating right now. Uh, I think for mostly stupid, not real reasons. But I'm not super mad that he hasn't seen my comedy yet. Uh, Like it will happen at some point, probably sooner rather than later. But there's like a little part of me that's a little bit nervous about it. Uh, Yeah. I, 
Yeah, it terrifies me. I think I've met people that you've brought to shows before, and yeah. I think it's really fun. And also, you've got this energy of like, we're on a date, we're both just, but primarily, we're out to have a good time tonight. Yeah. And your shows are a great place to bring someone to have a good time. And it looks fun, and I, I get it when you do it. Um, I think like... <laughs> I think like this is gonna... I'm just gonna say this Go on the podcast and seem like a wow. But I think that if someone were to like like me and think I was funny, I'm afraid if they come to see me do comedy, they're just gonna fall in love with me. <laughs> Then I'm like, they should go because everyone should fall in love with you. I I have this real energy oh when God, I start I seeing this. someone that's like, down boy. Like Ooh. I have a real, uh, which makes me sound so, guys, I promise you, I don't have like the world's most like confidence <laughs> or anything. It's just like, I want to take it slow. I find off the top people get really excited about me off the top. Yes. And, and I can easily be a manic pixie dream girl for people. And yeah. I've had that happen a lot. So that's where it comes from. It yes. just comes from this just like people with like maybe more regular lives being like, yes. you're so cool. Yeah. And you're like, I'm not. I mean, I'm, this is just normal for me. Yes. And, and that's why, it's another reason why it's hard to, to find who's the right kind of person to date and why I'm drawn to dating comedians because they yes. just automatically get that. They're like, oh, it's not actually cool. It's not. Yeah. <laughs> it's not cool at all. So that's super interesting because I, I've definitely had periods of my life where, and like I've dated a ton of people where I'm like the novelty. It's like yeah. I'm this exciting, shiny thing mm-hmm. because I'm uh, like polyamorous. I'm, <laughs> yes, please eat chocolate. <laughs> Did you throw it on the ground? <laughs> There's a bowl of chocolate. <laughs> tried to quietly open a chocolate away from the microphone. Okay, get another one. Something. You okay, have okay. to do it now. Um, where, yeah, it's like, I'm, it's usually with men who are a little bit older. So guys in their, like, mid-40s, where I'm this, like, polyamorous, kinky, loud, hot, voluptuous woman who has a podcast and does comedy and, like, I, like, live this exciting, flashy mm-hmm. life. Mm-hmm. And especially from, like, the kink perspective. Like, I like to fuck. Mm-hmm. I know how to communicate how I like to get fucked. Mm-hmm. I go to sex clubs. Like, I am this very shiny, exciting thing for certain people. Yeah, you're cool as hell. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think there is a part of that that I love. Like, mm-hmm. I do enjoy being this, like, exciting thing. But it's also, like, like am I your, like, midlife crisis? Right. Is that what's happening right now? Yeah. I want you to know me, and I want to know you. Yeah. And I don't want to feel, like, overwhelmed by this, like... Yeah, and maybe it's just my approach to it, too. It's like, I certainly don't like someone who's cold to me. Like, no. I'm not... Like, you know, there's some guys where, like, their whole thing is, like... They barely give you attention when they like you kind yeah. of thing. Like, yeah, I, that's also not hot. I won't even pick up. I'll just be like, yeah. that guy's a jerk, I think. Yeah. Like, I won't pick up on that, but I also... I am a very, like, let's be cautious off the front. I get a little overwhelmed with the too much coming yes. on too strong off the top kind of thing. So yeah. that's part of it. I think it's just the energy of the night being honest. Like, you know, I have adrenaline when I come off stage. And yeah. they might have adrenaline from seeing the show. And But also, I haven't tried it yet. I'm so new to yeah. it. So who knows? Totally. Yeah. So that same guy who listened to like a dozen episodes, it was someone who was like, I was like his midlife crisis thing. He was recently divorced, um, monogamous his whole life, hadn't been with that many people. And I like blew his mind mm-hmm. and it was very fun. Mm-hmm. And we, we saw each other for a couple of months and like had really great sex. And with like the sex with him was so much fun because it was like play. He mm-hmm. didn't take himself too seriously. And he was just like, interested in exploring new things so we like laughed all the time in oh. bed like so much fun Peed but it was pants, like you beat your pants yeah exactly <laughs> we all beat our pants and then like two months in he was like hey like this has been so fun but I do think I like maybe want to have a kid and like settle yeah. down and I shit. do need to pick up my yeah. briefcase and <laughs> yeah. go back to my yeah. office job yeah 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 which was irritating and frustrating at the time mm-hmm. but like I knew it wasn't going to be like a lasting thing yeah and I think with audience members I definitely don't foresee myself ongoing dating audience members I think it's mostly like a hookup thing Mm -hmm. and it like you just said it's like you've got adrenaline from a really good show Mm -hmm. they've got adrenaline from seeing a really good show it's like people are drinking it's hot energy then like the hookup can be really fun 
That's a good point. Yes. Okay, so listen. If you're You're gonna start fucking audience. <laughs> if you if wanna fuck you're Angie. Really cool and <laughs> <laughs> I'll consider it. Yeah. Um, There's I think for me it like and yes, there is a bit of a weird power dynamic there and so I think in that way, it's like hooking up with an audience member does right. feel powerful to me, right. which is hot. And yeah. they're obviously fully consenting. Like, yeah. Um, yeah. I'm not like barreling my way through. Yeah. Um, and I am really cognizant of power dynamics in situations mm. like this, which is also why I have a lot of rules around comedians, especially being a producer. Right. Um, that I have to be really, really careful of. Right. But it's like part of the reason I, at the end of my shows, when I do, I always say like, if you've fallen in love with me during the show, you can buy me a shot of Jameson afterwards. And that just like, Oh, I love oh that. God. I do that after all my shows. And I like, whenever I do a comedy bar show, like main space, I get minimum five shots of Jameson after the show. I've seen you. I've seen you getting <laughs> yeah. your shot. <laughs> yeah. You don't want to, what's the shot here? Blackbird? It's Jameson. I love Blackbird. I love Blackbird. I just like, Jameson is just like, it's been my go-to forever. Oh, um, cool. Do they have Montenegro at comedy bar? I don't know. I don't know either. We'll find out. Next time we go, we'll see okay. if we can do Because I love Blackbirds. For me, historically, Blackbird shots have always been the free shot I get from bartenders. Yes. There's a bunch of different bars in the city who do Blackbirds. I've had the, I've had the honor of going into bars in Toronto yes. and the bartender just gives me a free shot. Yeah. And it feels, it's another one of those big city things where I'm like, yeah. am I just like, what? Yeah. This, yeah. Okay, so I'm like the best at getting free drinks. Amazing. Um, I, like, ask any of my friends. I have a killer track record. And part of it is I'll, like, go to the same bars and get to know bartenders. And I like being kind of a regular in places. And I just happen to get free drinks. But it becomes a little bit comical. Like, I was out with my friend Allie um, at a bar downtown. And we were we, had, we were just having this conversation about free drinks. Because she doesn't love doing shots as much as I do. But she will if they show up. And so uh, we were talking about how it literally happens like every single time we go out. And as we're talking about this, the bartender came up behind us and brought over two shots of tequila. And she's like, are you fucked? Like, what's going on? I love it. I, I have all these moments lately, I think doing this move and shaking up my life where I keep thinking back to when I was like 9, 10, 11 years old. And I remember at that age really starting to think about who I wanted to be as an mm-hmm. ad, like what kind of life I... And I remember at the time my dream was to be in a band that played at Grand Beach. There was this, like, surf club at Grand Beach, Mm -hmm. and I wanted to be in an all-girl band that played there on the weekend, and I basically lived in a shack on the beach. And that was my dream for my life. And I I didn't get to do that, sadly. Mm -hmm. But I I do... Yeah, exactly. I am... I just started a band with my roommate, so it's on the table. You're uh, working towards it. I'm working towards it. (laughs) We'll find you a shack down by the waterfront. Yeah, there's beaches everywhere (laughs) here. Uh... But but those moments where it sounds so stupid, but where I walk into a bar, meet the bartender, and he immediately gives me a free shot, are these moments where I think back to being like eleven year old me, and eleven year old me is like, hell yeah, <laughs> dude, this fucking yeah. rules! Yeah. Like the handsome man across the street to ask me out. Like eleven year old me is like, what? We get to do this? Yeah, like totally. And the yeah. kid in me is like really enjoying these moments of being like, yes, this is exactly the kind of experiences you wanted to have. Yeah. And sometimes, you know, being in my 30s and especially coming from a world where I was more settled down and I left all that, you know, structure um, and comfort to just like throw myself into the ether. And it was really scary, but it is really cool. And I'm enjoying having those moments with my, the same self I was yeah. at 11 years old. Yeah. Uh, just like being like, this is fucking cool. Fuck yeah. I love that energy so much. And I, I do that a lot where I just like take a second in really cool situations and think of like which version of me is so fucking stoked that this is the case. Like yes. I feel that with comedy every time I go on stage still. It's still new for me. Mm-hmm. And it's like uh, audience member Jesse mm-hmm. who like watched all these shows for so long. And like now I get to do shows with all these comedians who I love for so long. Mm-hmm. Still like the novelty has not worn off. Yes. And I don't think it will yeah. for a long time. Yeah, I and love it. it's fucking awesome. It feels like you're really this fulfilling this part of yourself that's always been you. It's yeah. been really who you are. And uh, it's really cool to still be connected to that self and to be doing things that you really want to do. It's, yeah. It's cool. Yeah. So with, like, coming from being in a relationship, mm-hmm. in like a long-term monogamous relationship yeah. in Winnipeg to moving here and, like, living your best life, mm-hmm. dating around... Has that, has that been weird at all in your brain? Like, getting comfortable with, like, either, like hooking up with people yeah. or, like, dating more people? Like, what does that feel like? So, it's still really new for me yeah. because 
it I it took me a little while to kind of get into it. But um are you getting blinded by the sun right now or are you okay? I actually love it. It's okay, making you're my, basking. Do you're I, like you look so glowy oh, right now. Yeah. Thank you so much. My head is hot. It yeah. feels good. <laughs> We're on the beach. The get just sunshine on my face here feels amazing. Yeah. I I mean, I had this really great experience just last night where I went on a date with this guy, and then he is a chef, mm-hmm. and he invited me to his restaurant, and he's like, come with some friends, I want to cook for you, oh already so hot, Ugh. and he just like cooked for me and brought us like dish after dish of like the most delicious oh my God, I love this. things he was making, and he's like, I don't know, it was just like, it was so, such a fun experience, the food was so good, and it was so exciting having someone be like, I really want you to taste this. I made this for yeah. you. And I got there and he was just like, you want to look at the menu? I was like, no, I want you to just bring me yeah. exactly what you want, what oh, you think I, I should that. have. And it was such a cool experience. Also because like people cooking for me is my love language. Okay, yeah, yeah. And it means so much to me. I really appreciate when people will make me food. I think it's like the most beautiful act. Like if I come home and my roommate's just like, yeah, yeah, roasted some extra cauliflower on the stove. I'll like my eyes well up with tears <laughs> and I'm just like, for me? Like... I think cooking for someone is like such a wonderful thing because it's like I'm a practical person, mm-hmm. I'm a down to earth person. It's like a a practical task that makes their the, their day better. Yeah, it helps them in their day, and um and I've never been with a partner who really cooks to be mm-hmm. honest. So okay. that's kind of on my list is like hey, yeah, love it. Part of your like my move to a new city, new world is like you could date someone who like loves to cook for yeah, you. Yeah, totally. That blows my mind. Yeah. So I had this like really fun romantic night with uh, Dana, like my roommate and our mm-hmm. other friends. And Dana's also like obsessed with food. Dana's a really good cook too. Mm-hmm. Just like us just taking bites of things and being like, oh, oh my God, so good. That. As we were so like spoiled as, yeah. you know, like it oh my was, God, that's so great. it was fun. It was yeah, one of those moments that made me feel like, yeah, hell yeah, I live in Toronto now. Yeah. This could just happen for me. Oh my god, I love that energy. So that was really fun, and that's one of my first, like, dating experiences out here, and it was, like, so yeah, good. that's so good. Have you had any, like, bad, <sighs> either dating or, like, almost dating experience, like, someone you were talking to that was just like, oh my god, no. Oh my god, no, no, no. Um, <sighs> Too early. Not yet. Not super. I have, not saying that I want you to have them, yeah. but they'll come. Yeah. Okay. They're gonna. I know. Yeah. I. I mean, I did in Winnipeg when I like, because I was just single for just a little bit in Winnipeg, and I tried a little dating in Winnipeg. I did have yeah. one bad one, uh, where it was just like, you got on a date, you start talking, you're like, oh no, I. This person is like argumentative, Ugh. and I disagree with them, and they like want to, they want to like argue on it, uh, yeah, and I was I like, that. I just want to have a good time. Yeah. It's not that hard to have a good time on a first date. Yeah. It shouldn't be. Uh, in fact, this is part of the problem is, like, it's really easy to have a good time on a first or second totally. date. And it takes a while to be like, like oh, we, we're not maybe great together. It's just so easy to yeah, have a good time. Yeah, exactly. It's yeah. not hard to just, like, converse with a new person. Yes, like, yes. Yeah. A friend of mine sent me, like, a, a tweet that was like, are you fun together or are you just fun and he was there? Yeah. And I yeah, need to hold to this dear yeah. to myself because... Yeah. Yeah, you're like this too, right? We're, totally. we're outgoing, we're fun, we're funny, we have like yeah. a real like zest for life yeah, and spontaneity. I can run a great conversation. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I can, I, I show up being like, we're going to have fun today. Yeah. Um, and so it's easy to be like, of course that was fun. Yeah. I have had very, very few bad first dates because of I'm going to have a great time no matter what. Yeah. Even if we don't click, we don't have chemistry or they're like, they have the personality of a piece of toast. <laughs> we're going to figure it out. Like, mm-hmm. and I'll just make them laugh mm-hmm. or whatever. And we'll have drinks and have a good time. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I really think for the, I don't know how many first dates I've been on. <laughs> Probably like 150. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, maybe like less than 10 of them have been bad. Nice. Yeah. Yes. Ratios are great. But what's nice is when they surprise you with how great they are. Yes, 100%. It's nice when... You don't have to, like, run the conversation and lead everything. Yeah. If someone, like, yeah, really makes me laugh. Yeah. Genuinely really hard, um, then I'm like, well, this is cool. Or just, like, being treated like a queen last night was like, this is great. I love that for you. And he's still, like, he's like... Oh, I'll, I got, I'll cook for you a really nice meal. Like, this is not, I'm like, are you kidding me? This is like, 
a dream. I'm oh having a little God, dream right now, you know? I love this. Yeah. That's so good. So it's been fun. I'm looking forward to Amazing. doing it more. Yeah, that's so cool. Okay, we should move on to the segment. Yes. I'm like, wait, I could talk about this. I could talk about this forever. Okay. Um, okay, so you're going to pull three pieces of paper out of the lips. Okay. All, to, all at once? Yeah, sure. Okay. Pull, pull the three out, and then you'll just ask. You read them one at a time. Okay. I have to add more to this. Okay. Okay, so question number one is. What's the biggest mess you've ever created during sex? Did you clean it or someone else? <laughs> um, the biggest mess. Okay, okay, let me think. I mean, one time I happened to have sex on top of a bunch of pillows that weren't mine. <laughs> Okay. And they were like decorative pillows. Uh-huh. And then when I finished, I touched the pillows and I was like, oh, no. no, 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 no. Um, and they were like, you know, hand wash only. So it was like yeah. a big chore of like cleaning, upholstering these. Yeah. <laughs> not reupholstering. Yeah. Cleaning the upholstery of these pillows. Yeah. Um, that's all I can think of right now. Yeah. Um, there might be more, but that's all I can think of. Yeah. For me, and I think the one I've already talked about before was, like, the first time I squirted Mm. (laughs) (laughs) was, it was, like, this guy was going down on me, Mm -hmm. and I was on my couch, and I obviously wasn't expecting it to happen, and so it went all over the couch. Luckily, it was a couch cover, Yeah. um, but it was when I was, like, still with my husband, and so he came home from work, and the couch cover was off, because it was, like, I had to watch, we had to go to the laundromat, like, didn't have laundry mm-hmm. and he was like what happened and I was like I spilled something <laughs> but oh. I didn't want to be like oh this actually this guy did this thing with his mouth that you've never done before <laughs> and I exploded like that's what happened <laughs> so that was definitely one and then there was one that was a little bit more recent um I think it was in the fall I hooked up with this guy who I met at Winona after a show he was just like some, he was just hanging out at the bar and we got flirty and then I was like at the end I was like I'm going home with you right and he mm-hmm. was like okay mm-hmm. and so we hooked up and then we ended up hooking up again in the morning, and I, I squirted, and I just didn't know what was going to happen. Like, yeah. it, it kind of caught me off guard. And I remember, like, when, when I was going to leave, I got up, and he was, like, in the bathroom, and I just, like, he didn't, there was, like, a, the thinnest sheet under, and so it was clearly had, like, soaked through yes. all of the layers of his bed. I was like, I gotta get out of here. Like, <laughs> you gotta, yeah. that's what you mean by did someone else clean it yeah. up. Okay, yes, yes, yes. Okay, this, uh, I mean, the squirting one is amazing. Yeah. I, it made me remember one, which is not amazing, but I have done a sweep the counter, yeah. let's get on the counter, yeah. broke a glass, yeah. everything on the floor. Yeah. Love it. Yeah. Love that's that. so good. Amazing. Okay, question number two. Question number two. What scared you most about sex as you were coming of age? Oh, getting pregnant. Mm, Getting pregnant. I remember being in high school and being so horny, so horny, and having so many crushes and being like, I want to have sex with so many people here, but I will never forgive myself if I get pregnant with one of these boys I've known since I was yeah. five years old not the kind of guy I want to end up with yeah. like what a nightmare and also like it was high school the guys didn't treat you well they were yeah. like and I knew that they were my friends but they were like king idiots you yeah. know and um I was just like that stopped me thankfully yeah. from having sex with any of the boys I grew up with and went to high school yeah. with because Smart. I was in high school and just like you know read all of the babysitter's club books yeah. where the girl yeah. gets pregnant and seeing the after school specials yeah. so for me it was getting pregnant yeah that's fair uh, mine was I had seen my boyfriend's dick like because I tried to give him a blowjob and whatever and he had a huge dick and I just didn't know where it was gonna go <laughs> like uh, like from I didn't there was like no sex education when I was growing up mm. and like I did very little exploring on my own mm. internally at mm. least and so it was just like, this not going to fit. Yeah. Like, that was, and that's what terrified me. Like, he's going to barrel into me yeah. with this fucking pop can dick. Oh like, God. what are we doing? Little did you know, just a few years later. Yeah, seriously, now I'm like, more! <laughs> yeah, I love it. That pop can get bigger? Right? Seriously, no tall cans. Yeah. Okay, question number three. Ah, this is so good. <laughs> Fuck, Mary kill, Danny DeVito, Mr. Bean, Shrek. <laughs> 
you guys aren't gonna believe this, but this is the second time I've had a fuck Mary Kill with Shrek involved. Come I know. Up this I know because it's the comedy bar bathroom. Yes, yeah, the comedy bar bathroom yeah. stall. Yeah. Uh, which was who's all on that one? All I remember is the pancake waffle crepe. Yeah, <laughs> I don't subject. remember who else was, but Ooh. yeah, that was part of the inspiration for this question. Okay, fuck Mary Kill, Danny DeVito. Mr. Bean Shrek. Okay, well, right out the gates, I'm fucking Shrek. Yeah, of course. <laughs> <laughs> the Shrek is my yeah. type to a T. He can just throw me over his shoulder, yeah. take me off to his hut. Yeah, he owns his own property. He owns his own he's, he's got boundaries. Yeah, he's sweet, you know? Yeah. And, and yeah, he's a little grumpy off the job, which is not my thing. Yeah. I don't really like a guy that is grumpy to me. I'm not into that. Yeah. But again, it's just that's why I'm not going to marry him. Yeah. I'm obviously going to marry Mr. Bean. <laughs> it's nice and quiet around the house. <laughs> and yeah. I think I would find, well, maybe it would get old, but I think I'd find him funny and charming. Yeah. And you can always get a divorce. Yeah. I'm so sorry, but I would kill Danny DeVito, which seems like such a waste. Yeah. <laughs> I'd give him like a head start. I'd... Yeah, for sure. You like you start running. Yeah. <laughs> I'll be behind you with all my Winnipeg purse weapons. Yeah, <laughs> I do. I am ready to kill a man. Being from Winnipeg, yeah. I am. What would yours be any different? So I would fuck Shrek for sure. Okay. I would marry Danny DeVito. Okay. And I would kill Mr. Bean. Why marry Danny? I just so I really like it's always sunny in Philadelphia. Yes. And I think there's like there's just so I feel like he would be good at dinner parties. Okay. You know, I feel like he'd be a good like. That's true. Mister Bean would not be good. At, he'd be getting no. his head stuck in the turkey. Exactly. <laughs> he'd, be, he'd be just cleaning up his messes all the time. <laughs> yeah. That's true. I couldn't have anything nice in the house. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> just a mess. So yeah, I think that's what it would be. I also feel like, um, yeah, I, I when I picture Mister Bean, and I, it's like I also obviously wrote Mister Bean and not his real name because like we're talking about Mister Bean. Yeah, not Ron Atkinson. No, Mister Bean. Yeah. But I feel like Mr. Bean would, like, sleep standing up in a corner. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. <laughs> but that's fine. I want the whole yeah. bed. <laughs> oh, my God. This has been such a good episode. This is fun. Yeah. Thanks for joining me today. Thank you for having me. Uh, why don't you tell the babes where they can find you online? And do you have anything coming up you want to plug? Yes, yes, please. So I'm mostly just on Instagram, and it's at Angie St. Mars, all one word. You can find me there. And I post all the shows I have coming up there. Awesome. I'm doing a lot. I'm going to Vancouver, but I'll be yeah. in Vancouver. I'm yeah, I will be there. My show is before this comes out, but then yeah. I'll be there doing some more shows and hanging out. So there's that. Okay, cool. And um, yeah, actually, I worked on this really fun project that's going to be coming out soon. I was the host of a show called Ghost Kitchens, which is a cooking competition to be judged entirely by ghosts. <laughs> so it is like part cooking show, part paranormal uh, investigation Oh my god, show. that sounds incredible. It's really fun. I'm a different little monster in every episode. I have the best costumes. Oh my god, I love it. And it was with the oddest, easily one of the most fun things I've ever done in my entire life. Every, wow. every day on set, I was like, this is it. This That's is so cool. as cool as it gets. Just like talking to some psychic mediums. I'm dressed as a mummy. I'm in a haunted house. And I'm eating delicious food. Oh my god, that's so cool. Yeah. Where will they be able to find that? It's going to be on Bell Five. Cool. And if you just follow me, I'll post like crazy. It's a silly little improv hosty fun time. I love it. That sounds amazing. Yeah, and also I love ghost stuff. So yeah. you guys, if you like that, you're, we're going to go on. yeah. I have, <laughs> the last thing I'll mention is, so I'm... I need to fucking take a break from TikTok because it's not serving me. And I've said this a million times and I like get back on it for a while and then I'm like, fuck this and I delete it again. But uh, I was on it last night because I couldn't sleep. And so I was like, what the fuck am I doing with my time? So I was scrolling for a bit. And the weird thing about TikTok is that like the weirdest, craziest shit comes up because the algorithm's all over the place. So I, I'm getting for some reason these videos of um, someone's in their house and there's these like black figures that are showing up, like, popping their head around corners mm. and stuff. And it looks fucking terrifying. Mm -hmm. If anyone's listening who, like, knows what I mean, like, just, like, search, I don't know, like, black figures or black beings or something. And so, basically, the first one I watched was, like, in the middle of the day. And I'm kind of a wuss. And so, mm. I saw this and it was, like, you see this little head pop around the corner. And I was, like, what the fuck is that? And you just, it's just super black. You can't see what it is. <sighs> and then, so, when I was scrolling last night, one of those came up. And I was, like, oh, no, 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 no. Yeah. And, like, scrolled past it really fast. 
And then I kept scrolling, and then there's another one, and I was like, oh, my God. And then my head's like, there's one in my, my room. room. And I started getting freaked out. That makes me horny. Yeah. <laughs> there's like a ghost because i my love language is acts of service so like, like my love language is ghosts you come back from the dead just yeah. to get a chance with me and i am i'm turned up oh my god i'm obsessed that's amazing so i'm gonna find those okay, for a yeah. different i'll reason. find one for you after we're done recording i'll see if i can find okay, one. Okay. I'm, i feel safe watching it in the light of day okay. <laughs> safe light of day uh yeah thanks so much for coming on i'm so glad that we're friends i'm glad that you're in the city me too uh, we're gonna go to see music and yeah. go be hoes together and it's all gonna be really really great i can't wait fuck yeah uh babes thanks so much for listening i do have some upcoming shows after this comes out what's next march 5th is a sunday at comedy bar at nine o'clock i don't have my late night show in march because of Sketchfest, so march 5th at nine is gonna be a really great show I uh, also have some new shows and new venues that are coming up, so stay tuned for that. Make sure you follow me on Instagram at jesse underscore underscore Olson. I'm like 15 people away from 4,000, which will feel really fucking cool when I get there. So follow me, goddammit. This has been yet another episode of Your Place or Mine. I'm your host, Jesse Olson. Thanks so much for listening, babes. I'll be back with another episode next Thursday. <laughs>